Welcome to Ignited Soulpreneur. I'm your host, Sarah Lewis, intuitive business coach, and my mission is to help soulpreneurs just like you ignite their unique voice, stand out online by being themselves and owning their power, and ultimately be booked out with soulmate clients who love to pay them. This podcast is where you learn how to grow and market your business in a way that is authentic, aligned, and heart-led, but still grounded in practical tips and tools. So are you ready? Let's do this. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to Ignited Soulpreneur. I am so excited for today's episode, which is an interview. And today I am bringing you one of my all-time favorite guests to have on the podcast, Nadia Gabrielle. And you might know that Nadia is not only one of my favorite guests, and she's been on the podcast twice before when it was Heart Space. So in episodes 31 and 57, which are linked in the show notes. So definitely check those out if you haven't listened to them yet. Um, but Nadia is also one of my favorite humans, and she's incredibly inspiring. She has helped me a lot, um, and I. I'm always in awe of her and her work and everything that she puts out into the world, really. It's such a gift. Nadia is such a gift as a person. She's an amazing human design projector. She speaks seven languages. Can you believe that? And in her work, she merges her business strategy background with her 12 years experience in the well-being and self-development space. She's traveled the entire globe and in her work she supports her clients and her students with a holistic approach to business that includes obviously the strategy the practical but also the energetic tools and techniques to build capacity to hold business success right and everything that that includes so Nadia obviously works a lot with the subconscious which I love and find incredibly important And in today's episode, we talk a lot about increasing the subconscious capacity for you to reach your next level success in your business, the different levels of capacity that are needed in business. We also talk about service design, so I will let you discover that in today's episode. Um, The power of being a projector, how to make decisions according to human design, a few witchy practices for success because Nadia definitely has a lot of those amazing witchy rituals in her um, in her pocket <laughs> and we talk also about astrology human design obviously and so much more so I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this episode and our conversation because we're really having an amazing conversation and we couldn't stop so it's a little bit on the longer side but I know you will love it and it has so many gems so let's do this. Let's bring Nadia on. Hi. 
Hello, Nadia. Thank you so much for being here with me again. So it's the third time that we have you on the podcast, but the first time that you're here on Ignited Soulpreneur, and I'm so excited. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so, so much for having me again. I'm super excited too, and congratulations again on the relaunch. You are just oh, thank you. amazing. <laughs> oh, truly. So are you, and, <laughs> and I think that every time we have conversations whether it's here or our sessions uh, because I've had a few sessions with you just mm -hmm. for the audience to kind of know um, it's always so beautiful and I feel like we have such a soul connection so I love it <laughs> I agree it's kind of like we're just chatting but like the microphone like when we record our podcast episodes there's just a microphone on on the background yeah but, you know yeah exactly <laughs> so that those are the best I love them <laughs> yeah same and and so as you know the first question that I asked yes <laughs> is what was your morning ritual this morning I'm pretty sure that I say the same thing every time I'm on your podcast which is totally fine I'm sorry I'm I such the a same question. No, boring old lady <laughs> I just I take a long walk every morning um mm -hmm. and that's pretty much it I I like to keep it very chill and relaxed these days um yeah so for me, it's it's always um, seasons, like seasons in life where, mm -hmm. right, sometimes um, you need a little more structure and having like more practices yeah. in place can be really nourishing. Um, there are definitely times in my life when I was younger that I had like really elaborate systems of rituals and morning practices. I mean, this was like mm. well over a decade ago, but like I used to live at an ashram in India, as one does two ashrams to be exact I mean you know we've all done it <laughs> we've all been there um and yeah like let's just say the morning ritual was decidedly not chill it was like you know getting up at the oh, crack yeah. of dawn as you can imagine right like um preparing for morning sadhana which is the Sanskrit term for like a daily spiritual practice and then it was just hours of sitting in meditation mm, um nice uh, yeah <laughs> on very cold marble floors as the sun was coming up um the chanting and asana practice I mean it was it was definitely an experience there was also a time mm. when I practiced I don't know if you're familiar with dynamic meditation I've heard of it yeah. but I haven't done it mm -hmm. so that I did for a while every morning and now I guess I'm just in a season of my life where um yeah as I said I, I like to keep it simple and I'm really relishing in how deeply well I am without mm. a whole array of practices and rituals and yeah. things right that need to be just so for me to be okay or to feel like I have it together and so I just, love that right just get up in the mm -hmm. morning take my walk and every day I think to myself this is so nice <laughs> this is so lovely <laughs> This is so nice. I love seeing um, the little sometimes videos or pictures mm -hmm. from your walks. Well, same and... with you. We're in such different, <laughs> different I know. surroundings. I know. But it reminds me of um, where obviously I live most of my life in Switzerland. Exactly. Not exactly the same place, but it's similar. And also I do think that these days it does feel almost like... Um, a luxury for some mm -hmm. people because so many people have been in lockdown not so being true. able to walk so like having this new um appreciation yes. or, or i'm sure you've always appreciated but like just oh no, for sure able to do this is it's like a treat amazing. it's like a <laughs> treat to be out in nature i think that's like one of i guess the upsides 
of, of this yeah. whole thing where you really, nice. as you said, appreciate just the yeah. simple pleasures and simple joys in life. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm totally with you on keeping it simple. Mm -hmm. I also used to, and I think I said this a few times already, but yeah. having all these things and needing these things to start your morning, <laughs> um, as opposed to just doing what you enjoy, sometimes yes. I enjoy my cacao, as you might yes, have noticed. I, I love enjoy it. Cacao. <laughs> I love and, that. <laughs> and I enjoy sitting in the sun. I also mm -hmm. enjoy having a different morning, um, most like different mornings mm -hmm. every day almost and that's also keeping it simple I like that so yeah. it's a beautiful reminder that we don't need all the things to yeah be okay and sometimes we do and right like and sometimes we do there's such a like I find such a cyclical nature as women in particular yeah. um and usually it's just always going to be as I said it's seasons like sometimes you need one yeah. thing and just being able Absolutely. to listen to yourself Absolutely. I'm with you on that, on that. And so, I mean, we've had you already <laughs> a few times. So I don't know if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah. Or if you want to just say a few words about you and then we can get into the, the conversation. I mean, should I just talk about what I do? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tell us what you do, yeah. especially because we are always evolving. So yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always nice. If There's always a new iteration, yeah. Of, yeah. of course. Well, I mean, what I do in my work um, is that I work with uh, both with individuals on, on just what's coming up for them in their personal lives and, and then, which is probably going to be more interesting for you and your audience on this podcast, is that I work with uh, business owners and leaders in their field um, on their work and, the, and their businesses. And in that part of my work, to sum it up, I merge strategy and capacity. So. Yeah. Um, I know you and I have talked about this, but when we when we think of building profitable businesses and then running and sustaining them, um, we will probably at some point arrive at the conclusion that we will need some sort of strategy to do that, right? Like, what's your strategy for growth? What's your strategy for impact? Um, and then capacity is the container that you need to hold that and to implement that and to sustain that without going into overwhelm or worse into collapse it's yeah. right it's like the the things you need to have in place it's the boundaries you need it's the sense of okayness that you need with being visible with getting paid mm -hmm. right um the trust that you need to have in yourself so that you can make sovereign decisions for yourself and your business that are not going to be swayed as soon as, you know, like your partner or your, your father or your friend chimes in and goes, well, I think you should do this differently so that there's, yeah. there needs to be that sense of sovereignty. Um, and, and yeah, as you said, you, you and I talked about capacity. I, it was the second episode that we did together. Do you know which number that was? The numbers. I, oh. I, I was going to look and I forgot to yeah. look just before the call, but I will leave People will figure it out. Yes. <laughs> but if <laughs> any, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll say that in the intro because I record the intro after That's the right. conversations. So. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, everything can be found. But if anyone's interested in that and like capacity one-on-one, -on -one, uh, mm -hmm. for sure, go back and listen to that one. But for now, just one way to think of it visually. Um, if you think of a glass of water, so basically what you put in the water is your strategy, but then the container, the glass itself is your capacity, yes. right? 
And you can have the best strategy in the world, but if you're a people pleaser, if you have zero boundaries, um, if you're uncomfortable being paid, which is crazy, mm. you wouldn't believe how common that is. Oh yeah, um, I know how common that <laughs> yeah. is, it's so crazy. <laughs> it's wild, right? But all of these things, if you don't subconsciously want to be seen, if you don't subconsciously mm -hmm. believe that you're actually cut out for this, then that glass is not going to be robust enough to hold all that. So you're going to mm -hmm. want to build your capacity levels. And it's um, it's always a matter of levels. Like the way I think of it, it's not, there's no such thing as either having capacity or no capacity. It's, it's the level um, of capacity that you have. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit more about the different levels of capacity, yes. especially <laughs> that are that are needed in business? I would love that. I could talk about this all day. So. Yay. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. So like we said, the capacity is the container that you build to hold the things you desire. Mm. Um, so that if, if strategy is your conscious mind setting your goals and making your plans, then capacity is the subconscious mind. And yeah. right. Um, that programming and that conditioning that keeps you behaving and going through life in certain ways and those belief ceilings and those thresholds that you have that your primal brain has at some point decided or deemed safe and you know essentially not to be crossed because this is this is where we're good even if it's a bit of a shit show but like this is where we're, <laughs> we we should stay um so when we talk about capacity in business we want to ask ourselves what is my current level of capacity and you'll see it um it's not rocket mm. science you'll see it reflected very easily in your current situation mm -hmm. so whatever your current reality is whatever your business looks like right now this is what you already have the capacity for um yeah right <laughs> yeah i love that it's it's so simple it um, is and i i love how you how you explain it so beautifully as with everything that you that you teach you. it and talk about but it is so true and and i think it's also very it's it's actually helpful to know this because that means that you can change that right you can increase your capacity exactly and it will be yeah. so different for everyone and your own capacity will be so different in different areas so maybe mm -hmm. you have amazing capacity at saying no and at speaking up and at setting healthy boundaries because we're going back to that subconscious programming maybe you know who knows, maybe that's something that you saw modeled and that was met with positive reinforcement. So for you, that will register as a safe, um, doable thing to do. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe you may experience lower capacity in other areas. So our status quo gives us that information about our current capacity. And then when we think about growth, um, when we think about the next level, whether that's impact or revenue, visibility, we'll need to up that capacity to match the next level of your growth, right? Because mm. you can't stick with the capacity that you already have if you're going to take the next step. And I find that right. when when that capacity piece is disregarded, that it gets so difficult to either reach that next level or to sustain it after you've reached it. Because to go back to that visual of the glass, you never made that swap for a bigger mm -hmm. glass to hold your bigger plans, mm -hmm. right? That's such a beautiful image. I love, I love visuals. It's and, so and just, like, simple. Metaphors. It's, <laughs> it it's so sense. simple. Like if you want, you want more water in your, or yeah. whatever liquid in your, in your <laughs> bigger cup, container. You a bigger con you need a bigger container. And you need to stop leaking, right? That's another thing. Yeah. Like leaking your energy. And yeah, it's 
really the more experience I, I gain and the more I work with people, the more I find it's, it's actually very simple. It's yeah. not easy, but it's, it's simple, right? It's comes back to the same sort of core, core topics and core beliefs in the end, while also being incredibly unique because like the, each person's blueprint is going to be a little bit different. Yeah. And, and you, you definitely work with that as well. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing. Um, thank you for explaining this. One of my of questions that came up from, from uh, what you were saying yeah. is the energy leaks. Oh um, yeah. So do you see some, I'm sure you see like you work with many people, so I'm sure you see patterns. What are the maybe one or two or three, if you want, yeah. <laughs> main energy leaks that you, mm. you see? Amazing question. Amazing. I think one is time. Um, mm-hmm. One is energy itself. Um, yeah. One can be like financial leaking, where you're you just mm-hmm. keep throwing money at a problem that maybe is <laughs> not a problem that you're going to solve that way. So, um, one way I always like to think of it is to keep it pretty, keep things contained in a way, so that we're not. It's kind of like a sieve, if I'm if I'm pronouncing that word correctly. <laughs> this is where I mention again that this is not my first language. Do you know that word? <laughs> Do you know what um, I mean? You know, this this is also not my first language. <laughs> this is where I should mention that too. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, well, let's just move on. <laughs> That's okay. That's totally fine. I think it's important to keep it real, you know? Yeah, totally. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I guess the way that I would think sometimes with the energy leaks, you can, um, a bandaid will do when you're at a certain level. Right. But then let's say, um, let's say you have, you're leaking energy through lack of boundaries. So that will be a boundary Mm -hmm. capacity issue or like an energy capacity issue. Um, you may not going to (laughs) do, what was that? The Band-Aid is not going to do. No, I mean, maybe the Band-Aid is going to do at a certain level of your business. Let's say you have 10 Mm -hmm. clients that you work with um, and you have zero boundaries and like you're totally enmeshed with them, which is actually not great for either of you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was just talking to um, a wonderful client projector about this the other week um, where she was saying, you know, I, I keep like my sessions are 60 minutes, but I keep doing like. 90 <laughs> like okay, 120 yeah. and because there's that that leaking um which is yeah. rooted in in a belief that more is better i have to give more i have mm. to show um to in order to be worthy in order to be worthy of the money and being paid i have to give more um mm. but then there was a whole reframe that we needed to do in terms of well first of all there's no containment here right there's like yeah um, and it, you're actually not making yourself trustworthy with that because you said one thing and then you're doing another thing. And this client is coming to you specifically for the thing, right, that they signed up for. And I mean, this is just a, an example. Of, um, it's a good one. I think I, a lot of people can relate to this. A lot of yeah. people do this. And it's really that idea of more is more. But for me, um, I have quite a few people that I work with. I, for example, have... Um, I go and have acupuncture quite a lot and I, right, I'm on that table and I I love my acupuncture. She's the best. And I trust her with my time during that time. So I trust her to manage that time. And I, 
I book in for an hour, but then usually I will have to go back home and like start my own work day. So if she were to just go half an hour over without me even realizing, then my whole day would be thrown off. So, right. Mm, that's it's a, a good example. <laughs> I think that was the one that did it for my client as well. She was like, oh, yeah, now like this is a whole different story because it's actually the, the respectful thing to do to stick with, with your yeah. thing and to also not um, burden your client with your own stuff, which is where all of that is coming from of like, oh, I have to deliver more and so on and so on. Because you need That's so true. It's up to you. You're the guide in that moment. You're being paid to be in that position. So, right. And so at, back to what we were saying about energy leaking. So if you have 10 clients, maybe you can you can band-aid that and you can kind of work around that. But let's say little little visioning exercise let's say overnight you get your lucky break like right the, the dream <laughs> the dream um some the influential dream. <laughs> person is shouting you out um i wouldn't even know who would be like a good example because i'm not really following celebrity either, culture but let's say <laughs> like, someone who's yeah very famous it's very influential it's so funny because like the people that pop into my mind for like who i would be interested in are like no <laughs> <laughs> Christine Baranski. People are like, what? Um, what? It's okay. Perfect. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> um, but right, so you you get your, your big break. And for some, for some reason or other, there is a spotlight on your business. The bookings are coming in. There are so many more eyes on you, right? You're being inundated with bookings and requests and emails. And it, it kind of is what you thought you wanted, right? Like that overnight success mm-hmm. thing. And I have worked with people who have that. Like these things happen. But if you didn't up your level of capacity to be able to deal with that and to handle that, it's going to be so hard to maintain and sustain that because there's a Mm -hmm. part of you that cannot handle it. So whereas your capacity was suited for where you were at before, overnight you didn't up your capacity. So now are you going to people please a thousand people, (laughs) right? Like (laughs) if you lack boundaries, can you deal with the request of a thousand, right? So this is where this is where we talk about levels um, and where mm. we have to keep in mind that that leaking of energy that we might feel okay at some level, but if we want to go somewhere else, if we want to go further, then we'll need to address it. Mm-hmm. That's very that well explained. Sense? Definitely Great. does. And I think it's very relatable. So yeah. thank you for sharing. And I just want to say that I love how how you, you make things simple simpler Mm -hmm. I think that's always the best way to learn and also with the images and very like grounding but still with that water energy I love it thank you so much (laughs) I have a something in my human design that's very that's like the storyteller um right quality total sense yeah and I do I right I'm I'm self-projected so um I I do make use of that a lot and and I find Mm -hmm. that that's really where I can make the most impact it's usually not mm. by just relaying the the theory, but it's like yeah. when you have an example and that's when I see my clients go, oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> yeah, and they all and we always do get it with yeah. that, I think, especially so perfect. Um, and so you really, you explained very well how important the capacity mm. is. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously, I'm sure, a major part of your major. work. And 
foundation to yeah. everything. Yes. Um, and so how would you say you incorporate the other part, which is the strategy yes. into your work? <laughs> um, so the way that I work is that I like to create things that I can see a need for in, in my clients mm -hmm. and in my students. So that way I'm, I'm responding to needs that I see in my one-on-one -on -one work or the questions that come up yeah. again and again in my classes and workshops that I teach. And um, a lot of the clients that I work with are business owners. Um, and a lot of them work in either the creative space or sort of like the broader wellness and well-being space or just somewhere in between. Um, so then while one-on-one -on -one we would work on capacity, um, I, of course, get this amazing insight into people's businesses. Right? Yeah. Um, and especially That's this year. So sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. That's amazing because it's kind of like giving you all, um, all of the information that you need like to the create. Behind the, is, the behind the scenes. The behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's so interesting, right? Because we don't always know what's going on in other people's businesses. But through my work, I have this really unique insight, and it's like, oh, right. This is what's coming up for people right now. Yeah. And this year in particular, right, where so many businesses have been turned upside down. And at the mm. same time, so many people have built new businesses or started side mm -hmm. hustles or have taken their in-person businesses digital. Um, and I just, right, there, there are certain strategies that, um, I mean, I'm not going to say you, you need to follow because in the end, you can do whatever you wish to do in your own business, which is the <laughs> beauty of being a business owner. Um, but there are best practices and there are tried and tested formulas, things that work in ways that you can make it easier for yourself and you can shorten your learning curve, which mm -hmm. is what my background is in. So I got my um, degree in an interdisciplinary field that combines the disciplines of international business and design and communications. It's kind of like... Um, at the intersection of where sort of management and technology and design meet. And that wow. is, yeah, I know. So that's like a lot of things, but that's like how I like to work as well with lots of lateral thinking and a very versatile set of skills that can be applied mm -hmm. anywhere. So um, the other thing, the other background that I have is 12 years of work experience in the well-being and sort of wellness space. Mm -hmm. um, but then of course, right, the, the sort of more management business thing, like taking these skills and applying that in a space where maybe these these skills are not so widely known um, or these these strategies are not so widely known. That's what I love to do. So yeah. my skill set includes design thinking and brand building and communications and strategic design and service design and so on. And it's mm -hmm. the most fun for me to to apply that, as I said, in this space and to help business owners and, and freelancers in that way. So to answer your question, <laughs> after the, the longest intro ever, um, <laughs> one way in which I currently offer strategy work is that I have a service design curriculum that I teach. Um, and you've been through it and I loved yes, having you I loved it. in these classes. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad to hear it. Um, in which I, uh, I teach, yeah, coaches and guides and creatives, loads of human design readers we had in it, therapists, mm -hmm. um, any sorts of service-based entrepreneurs to um, incorporate service design into their business so that they can focus on building solid client relationships from the get-go. So even if you're on day one of your business, which we've had a couple of people in this cohort 
um, this will help you because service design is all about putting the human, like the person that you're providing the service to, at the center of your process and minimizing yeah. pains for them, right? By truly understanding them and their needs. And having that focus, I find, on building quality relationships, um, in my opinion, mm -hmm. in my experience, both with my own business and with, with clients that I've led through this one-on-one, -on -one, it will help your business have longevity and it will be yeah. more profitable because what I see and what breaks my heart in my one-on-one -on -one work is when I have all these amazing, truly like legit, amazing coaches, guides, designers, practitioners mm -hmm. completely burn themselves out and get to a point where they're running on empty. And as I think every business owner knows, it's really hard to run a healthy business when you yourself are not adequately resourced, right? Yes, um, absolutely. So for me, it's really about giving my students a, a formula like that is a roadmap and, and mm -hmm. with really a focus on it's a formula that you can use while you still have your own flavor. In fact, it's like literally designed for you to have your own flavor. Um, it's not some step-by-step yeah. step, like do this and then you go on Insta Live and you do this and then you do this. <laughs> I don't believe in that. I, I believe mm -hmm. in empathy and dedication so that's and my that's, magic spell <laughs> yeah and that's I, I loved your service design oh, um, class um, I mean it was it was it a master class it was, was it? a mass yeah. I mean it was kind of yeah. like a course I called it a master it was a class, course but yeah. then I was like this is gonna be like three parts this <laughs> exactly. is like a course oh but it was I mean I loved it I'm so glad you loved it no I did and the thing is that I feel really everything that you said is so true and sometimes I feel that people forget mm -hmm. and I've been there myself too in the fact that we want to build businesses not that are on overnight success yeah. um, and that just kind of have instant results yeah. we think that on some level but actually we we really want to be in this for the long run yes. most of us i think we want to impact other people and we want to do this in a way that's sustainable and exactly. and the problem is that i feel that a, a lot of what i see are like quick fixes oh my god that sells really really exactly. well but it doesn't work no. and i even myself got almost in like caught in this trap a mm -hmm. few times in the past of course and, because and that's all that's out good, there yeah <laughs> Of course, and that happens, and that's yeah. okay. But the, you can. There are some, I guess, tactics that mm -hmm. might work. But then, if everyone is doing the same thing, and then it it's kind of like your the flavor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like no. the sleazy old car salesman, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, which it is might exactly work. what we don't want to do. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I know. But it's like I feel gross going to bed. Like, yeah, um, no, yeah, it no. <laughs> And that's not what service design is. No. So can you tell us a little bit? Because I'm sure a lot of people have not heard. Yes. About no. Service most design. people won't have heard about it. that. <laughs> so it's a it's a comparatively new discipline that really a lot of people won't have heard of unless you work at this very specific intersection. Um, but even if you haven't heard of it, that doesn't mean that you haven't experienced it. So any mm, right. memorable experience you have had with a brand with a business, with a service provider, um, that experience has been designed. So someone unbeknownst to you in the back end put in a, a lot of work to create the touch points and make it just so, so that you can have a really enchanting experience in the front end. Um, 
And again, this is literally what I studied, what I got my degree in. I did this for businesses and companies prior, and I love to do this. It's what it is exactly. It's about designing services according to the needs of, of you know, service users, clients, um, so that the service is actually helpful and valuable mm. and user-friendly. Like you said, right? It's through focusing on that, you are building trust for your business to to have longevity and to, yeah. like you said, right? Of course, the, the, the promise of overnight success may be really tantalizing, but in the end, I always err on the side of organic growth. <laughs> I think that's yeah. what's sustainable. So using service design can help you so much with that because a lot of it centers around people. So using people, using infrastructure, using technology in order to improve um, the quality of the interaction, right? The actual relationship between the service provider and the client um, so that the service is enchanting and that mm -hmm. it's user-friendly and that it can deepen over time because it was built on a basis of trust. And as a result of you putting in that work in the back end to truly understand who you're serving and how you're serving them, um, you will just see your business flourish in ways that you would not see if you were just focused on that quick fix. Again, right, for me, yeah. the magic spell, empathy and dedication. Um, and so in the course, I take you through all the steps, like literally I condense <laughs> years and years and years of my own studies with, I have to like give thanks to my teachers. I got to study with some of the, the top service designers in the world. And I condense it all so that I can teach you everything you need to know and you need to think of from the ground up in order to set up your services in a way that is really valuable to your client. And that also sets you and your business up for success so mm -hmm. that you can escape that, that feast and famine cycle that I think a lot of us know really well. Um, and that I see a lot of service-based practitioners and entrepreneurs stuck in, right? That, oh my God, I have no idea where my next client is coming from. Yeah. Um, like, I have no idea how much money I'm making next month, right? It's like, well, hope enough people find me interesting next month. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> that is not a sound basis or like strategy no. for you to run your business on. Um, so by using service design principles, you can move away from that, that sense of, it just being chance <laughs> into mm -hmm. a paradigm in which you design like for how you want to have things in your business because spoiler alert that is a thing that you can actually do so yeah that's what i teach you the course is closed right now um there is a wait list on okay. my instagram links um if you're at all vibing with it it will open again for enrollment early next year, I think. And I'm already excited for it because I'm already like talking to people and I'm like, you should do this. <laughs> like, I want everyone to have this information. Um, and it's so good. And I'll put the links uh, the link to amazing. this to Thank the waitlist in, in the show notes so that people can find it easily. Um, and yeah, and I think this is so important and it's really about being also this idea of service, I think I really mm -hmm. like it. How how are you going to serve people? And it's yes. and it's great to create something that you enjoy, obviously, and that you love and yeah. that you're passionate about. But it's yeah. also seeing if and how it's going to be received 100%. by the right people. And really designing it for the right people. So it's yeah. also that moving away from that thing 
I think you and I talked about it in our last episode as well, where you kind of just throw, you know, throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Like, okay, I guess I'm going to try this because it seemed to work for that rando on Instagram. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> to like really putting putting the thought and the work into it. So as you can probably tell, I'm a, I'm a hard worker. Like I'm really hardworking. Um, mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that is, for me, that is um, it's just in my nature, but then also the respect that I bring to my clients because I want to do the yeah. work before <laughs> beforehand, the work in the back end to be able to serve them really, really well when we do meet. Um, and you definitely you do that. <laughs> so do you. I mean, I think I say this every time as well, but every single touch point with you is just a delight, like so oh. thoughtfully put together. <laughs> now everything and so consistent, which is my love Thank language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and t- speaking of touch points, actually, yeah. I think that's a, that's maybe a good um, question that just popped into my mind. Yeah. Because I think maybe sometimes we hear online that you need X touch points, you know, before someone buys and things like that. So I'd love to have your kind of perspective on this, maybe Mm -hmm. also including service design. But like, how does that work? In terms of? Like how many times people need to kind of see your content, see you and like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Great question. Um, I don't, I mean, I completely understand there's some sort of psychology behind that and you know it's it's kind of um it's a good what are these headlines called that are really oh yeah the, you know i know like the, you know, the, the <laughs> that magazine catch your attention like, yeah. yeah catchy catchy this is how many yeah. times people need to see yeah um but i think people are different human design tells right. us that mm-hmm. <laughs> right so i think there there are always going to be people that and i see this i have quite a few clients like that they they come across me day one and they're just um there are people who make decisions on the spot they're like I heard the one thing that I needed to hear. This is what I've been looking for. I'm ready to like sign me up, right? I have this. Let's do this. But then I Are they only sacral authorities or? Well, I mean, there are a few authorities that happen in the moment, right? We have sacral, then self-projected is one Mm -hmm. that's in the moment. Splenic is in the moment. Yeah. Um, So we have, right? There are people like that. And then there are also people who need to think over things a long time and that need to be... I, want, I say seduced, which I don't want that to come across as sleazy, but I think I talk about this in, in the service design yes, curriculum as well, right? Where a lot of this is seduction. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and that doesn't have to be a bad thing because as long as you do it with integrity, yes, it's, it's really that dance of like, hey, I'm going to write, this is who I am. Like, this is what it could mm-hmm. be like. Um, and some people need longer for that. And I think that's, great you should right in the end also through the study of human design something that I'm always very mindful of is that I want every single person to enter into relationship with me whether that's one-on-one whether that's through a class or a workshop on teaching or a course um correctly for them so that yes right I don't want to waste anyone's time I don't want my time to be wasted and I want to give people the opportunity to to um to enter into that relationship with if it's right for them at all in yeah. in the way that's correct for them so that's why i love to to put out tons of free content 
um, and mm -hmm. teach free classes. And I, I write a newsletter that I think is somewhat fun. <laughs> and um, it is. <laughs> um, and so that, you know, the people who need a little more reassurance can have tons of touch points with me before they even need to decide anything. Like you could literally right. fill, yeah, like <laughs> there's so much out there. Um, I write articles and all the things. Um, so I think it's a matter of coming back to, to what you asked. I think it's a matter of mm. giving, making yourself available and building trust. And yeah. building trust happens in different ways. Again, I think through empathy, so through through understanding yes. what people need, that is one way that you can build trust because people will feel held by you and they will know that they can trust you because they're like, okay, mm -hmm. she understands me or they understand me. Um, another way is to be consistent, which whenever I say that, I can already feel my undefined sacrals go, no, no, <laughs> I can't do that. Because <laughs> there's like this, this tendency towards inconsistency in the undefined sacral. But when I say consistency, I never mean like posting on Instagram every day. Like, I mean, no. <laughs> no. look at my Instagram. No I don't that. even remember. No <laughs> one does that. Who does that? Who has time Who to that? do that and also still has a successful business that, you know, <laughs> yeah. I want to know, but um, you can be consistent in your message. You can be consistent in your delivery. You can be mm -hmm. consistent in in the tone of your voice. Like all of these things build trust. And right, we, we have this example of, <laughs> for me, I'm a, my Mercury is in Libra. So my mm. tone of voice is very like, and I see this in myself and in my process a lot it's very balanced it's very okay yeah. let's see right this has to hold up for everyone like let me i will go through everything with a fine tooth comb before i put it out because it's like does this hold up even if, if someone is in this situation like does this hold up for it is everyone <laughs> on board can i can everyone be um and, and i mean in the end of course not everyone because i'm not for everyone but obviously. no obviously <laughs> <laughs> but like that is my tone of voice and that that kind mm -hmm. of you know, more of a gentle quality, I would say. Um, and then I have colleagues who have like Mercury and Aries, and they're going to be much different in their tone. Yeah. And that's great that's because point. there's going to be someone who's going to be looking for that no nonsense, uh, right? <laughs> um, approach and that tone of yeah. voice and that more kind of you know, like, yeah, let's do this thing. And, and someone who might call you out a little more. And so I think when I say tone of voice, it's like really finding what that is for you and leaning into that and then being consistent so that someone who signs up with you knows what they're getting from the tone of voice that you have been exhibiting the entire time. So for me, right. people can get to know me um, through, right, I, I teach tons of classes and you can get to know me that way, or you can get to know me in in my newsletter. And there's that, there's always, for me, there's a lot of humor that goes into all my communications because that's just who I am <laughs> as a person. And it's what you see is what you get. This is exactly what you will get when you work with me one-on-one. -on -one. <laughs> so there's no, right? There's no surprises <laughs> after that. So I think these are the things you can do to to help that transition along in terms of touch points. You can infuse every single touch point mm -hmm. leading up to to the sign up or to the to the working together with with these elements that are so you and that are your yes. your flavor, right? 
I'm obsessed with that. And I love how you explain this. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was a great question. Um, I'm glad that you liked it. And I have another question that I like to ask. Sure. Which is a little bit different. So it's kind of like going on on something else, but it's still connected. But what does success mean to you? I love that question. (laughs) That is so good. I read a quote, um, by Susie Orman in an article about her a little while ago. And um, she was asked, it was an interview, she was asked why she was always so damn happy, basically. And then she said, like her reply was, because I'm at a point in my life where I no longer have to do things I don't want to do. Oh, that's a good one. And I love that. And it's kind of similar for me. So for me, an indication that I'm on track that I am successful in a way that is meaningful to me is when I get to do a lot of what I love and what mm-hmm. I'm excellent at and what lights me up. And really at this point, I have to say, I, I very rarely do things I don't enjoy. Um, so mm. that's amazing for me because Beautiful. I've, I've, <laughs> I've had some, some tough periods where I was deeply unsatisfied professionally and it literally sucked the life out of me. Like you wouldn't know me if, if you're right, like there, it's day and night. So getting to do a good like 95% of just fun things that I love that oh, are also like, that. right, like helpful and valuable to people is like my personal dream. Like that is what oh. success is to me. What about you? I'm so curious. That is a that is a dream. Yeah, and it's it's an interesting question. I think that there's a few elements for me. Definitely mm-hmm. doing what I love and not having to do it by anyone oh, else's rules. I no. think that's a really important one. So the freedom, I guess, yeah. there. Oh, that was never going to work for you way. and your MG, your MG life. I know. I know. It's like the the rebellious kind of yeah um, yeah but freedom is definitely important but I think yeah those two things are like doing something that I love that is fulfilling that brings me joy but also is you know like brings value to people Mm -hmm. and and being of service in a way I think that's um that and and not doing it by anyone else's rules yeah I think those are definitely and then obviously being able to manage my time and do whatever I oh want and like God. work only three days a week. Yes. Like, like that. That's like, oh yes, I love it. Yeah. Why didn't know no like why didn't I know this, this before? before. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But then right, it's it's all a trajectory of experience yeah, that brought you of here. Course. <laughs> of course. No, and also it wouldn't be as fun if if you, you didn't discover it on your own, right? Exactly. Like, and it's such right. a learning curve, isn't it? I mean, entrepreneurship, I think. Yeah it's it's not easy it's not for everyone um Mm. but there are Mm -hmm. there are perks and I think if you are wired for it which definitely not everyone is um there are perks that can make it really seductive and really amazing if you can if you have the um, capacity yeah the capacity (laughs) exactly and but also the disposition to deal with it because I talk to my friends sometimes and I you know I just kind of go just tell them about what's going on in my life and um and they're like oh my god I could never do this like that would be so stressful to me because uh, whereas for me it is thrilling to have all these possibilities. I literally can get up in the morning. I can do whatever I want. Um, I have like, yeah. you know, a possibility 
the other thing is that I have tons of amazing ideas. Like, oh my God, I don't even have time to do, to like realize them all. it all. I wish, I wish. I don't have the time or the energy, but um, yeah. having that option to me is thrilling. It's like, oh, right. But to someone else who's not wired for this and who like really likes to have the structure in place of like maybe someone telling them what to do or like having a team and doing it together. Um, that would be really, that would be a lot of pressure. Like I wouldn't even know which one to go with or where to start. Whereas yeah. for me, it's like, hmm, <laughs> let's see. And so, yeah. Oh, that's true. I think that mm. makes that makes sense for sure. And I, I kind of want to ask you now about yeah. being a projector, Yay. especially in business. Yeah. Because I've, I've worked with um, a few projector yeah. clients. So some of them discovered they were projectors when we worked together, which yeah. was like, kind of amazing to see that mm-hmm. transformation and how that kind of hit home and then like, oh, finally I yeah. get to be myself and all of that but mm-hmm. then in oh, running a that. business sometimes that's um yeah they, they're like oh but how am I gonna how am I gonna yeah. do that like take naps and rest and yeah and wait for the invitation like how's that gonna work yeah. yeah can you tell us a bit about that for you oh my god I can tell you a lot about that because I'm obsessed with that topic and I love the question First of all, I love being a projector, love being a projector in life and in business. I mm-hmm. I mean, I work with all types, as we know, um, but I did do the math the other day for my current clients. And I think I want to say about 65% of my clients are projectors um, wow. yeah. with actually manifesting generators coming in as a close second, which I love. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so... I, I teach a lot of classes and workshops to projectors and all my projector students know that I am low-key obsessed with us and our aura because <laughs> it's just so different. Um, so, mm-hmm. Okay, so as projectors, one thing that we all have in common as projectors is that we have an undefined sacral, right? As we talked about before. Mm. So the seat of drive and energy and life force will be undefined, meaning that it's not a quality that's consistent in us. And then the other thing is that we have this kind of um, pointy arrow-shaped aura yeah. that right yeah. <laughs> that goes right into the other person. So it's it's in our design to be hyper-focused on the other. Whereas yours is mm-hmm. different, right? Yours is like this this big cloud that like you just want to hug. It's like enveloping. It's you know <laughs> welcoming. <laughs> um, whereas with us, it's like it's it really is pointy. So with mm-hmm. that. Um, along with that aura goes our, our strategy, which is to wait for the invitation. And all that means is that there is an order as to how things tend to work out best for us. And that is yeah. for recognition to occur first before we enter into something. Um, because when we're invited, because someone already recognizes us and our abilities, mm. that is when really clean energy and clean fuel for us to run on because again we don't have consistent access to that um ourselves Mm -hmm. that's when that energy becomes available to us and so that's why the invitation piece is crucial even though i see a lot of you know sort of moaning (laughs) about that on social media but (laughs) it's like no guys this is a good thing right this means that inbuilt in our design we have our own little algorithm that presents us with mostly opportunities that will be worth our while you know given that our authority actually says yes to them because it's automatically filtering out the instances in which um 
you know, in all likelihood, we would not be seen and we would not be recognized. And, and all projectors know when that's the case, then it's like next destination, bitter town, population mm. one, <laughs> like you. And as any projector will attest, it sucks. Like it sucks yeah. so much. And so we just end up bitter or worse, right? Completely drained because for the projector, a possible shadow area can be that because we're so keen, right? We're so keen to be acknowledged for, for our take on things, for our guidance, for our unique skill set. We crave that recognition so much that there can be a tendency to just essentially bend over backwards in an effort to yeah. get it and deliver more and do more and be even better. Just so hopefully <laughs> at some point, you know, maybe one day we can be recognized. Yeah. And that is where my thing comes in that I always tell all my projector students, which is you're not for everyone. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Right. In human design, we talk about Best. fractals. Oh my God. It's the sooner we can accept this. Right. So, um, with fractals, not everyone is on the same fractal as you and that's okay. Mm -hmm. So the sooner we can all be fine with that, <laughs> the sooner yeah. we can stop wasting our precious time and energy, trying to get people to see our worth who were never meant to, and who were never for us. Because again, right. you're not for everyone. And it's like that quote, um, you can be the juiciest peach in the world peach and there's the tree, right, right exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. there's still gonna be some someone who's like nah <laughs> not for me like yeah, exactly <laughs> so as projectors we need to break that subconscious link of i'm only worthy when someone sees this and this in me um it's yeah. like a key piece key and then for projectors in business because you you said to focus on that <laughs> um something to be mindful of is it's not in our design to push, to force, to initiate. Mm -hmm. um, again, it can be a possible shadow expression because we know we have so much guidance to offer. So there can be a sense of trying to push for that and to force things. But I mean, even when I say that, like, how does that feel, right? Like that feels terrible to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if you've ever tried with all your might to make a superior or a colleague or, you know, someone else in your life, try to see your worth, you know, it's a losing game, yeah. right? Like yeah. no amount of over delivering and forcing it and trying to be extra good, you know, and hustling <laughs> and anticipating everyone's needs. Like none of that is going to do it. In fact, for projectors, chances are that it's going to push them even further away, which goes back to our aura, which is, as I said, intensely focused. So if someone never invited us, it can feel so extremely uncomfortable to have that focus mm -hmm. on you. And, you know, the crazy thing is these things are not even personal, even though I know they yeah. can feel personal, especially to a bitter projector. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just mechanics like oracle yeah. they will move away from you but the good news is i want to end on a positive note on a, on a positive yeah. note <laughs> no like this is empowering this is meant to be empowering um it, right instead of all that instead of all that forcing it's in our design to be really deeply magnetic and to pull in mm -hmm. and to be attractive simply by dedicating ourselves to our craft by mastering mm -hmm. our craft and by making ourselves available and also by 
by letting ourselves be fully ourselves so that the people that we are for and that the people that are on our fractal can actually find us <laughs> and invite us. Um, yeah. Let no, me I, think I if love there's that. anything else. I, I love I love projectors. I feel like and we love all you. types are amazing, are amazing. <laughs> but like it's, you know, when you're actually in, in alignment with that and living by your design uh, as much as you can, obviously we're still human, but yeah. I think it just shows and it's so beautiful and it actually makes life so much easier. Oh my God. For and everyone. <laughs> it really is, like you said it beautifully, it's a matter of aligning yourself with that. And I think for projectors in particular, one key thing to understand is that we're different. We're by design yeah. orically different because we have undefined sacral centers and 70% of people have those defined. So you have a defined one, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So there can be the sense that we need to adapt and do things like the majority does them. And that pursuit can be so detrimental for us. Um, mm -hmm. So for us, it's really, like we said before about the band-aids, right? It's not a matter of having to find ways to make do and finding these little mm, band-aids to essentially blend in with the 70% and like try and get ourselves to be more productive and just, you know, get up earlier and drink more caffeine so that we can get more done and like no. find strategies to get over that afternoon slump. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> We're really no, the opposite. <laughs> exactly. To, to show up in a radically different manner. And it's actually extremely dangerous for us to, to feel like we have to try and keep up with defined sacral beings. And we cannot mm. afford to overtax ourselves by pretending to be energy types. It's, we're extremely sensitive in that way. Um, and yet I, I see this happening with so many projector clients. And usually there's some I'm sort sure. of deep-seated subconscious narrative behind that, whether that is a, you know, a generator parent who, of course, wasn't aware of your design. It's not their fault. But, you know, <laughs> someone lifelong telling you to stop being lazy or like that you have no reason to be sitting down like these are yeah. actual things that I'm working through with my clients so deconditioning that topic of productivity of rest of deservingness is huge 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 um and mm -hmm. I'll be I'll be talking more about that going forward on my projector platform because I it's one of the key pieces if not the key piece um, and this is also how I like to work because I love human design. And I think I do a chart for every single person I work with so that I can understand mm -hmm. them. But I think the way that I like to use it and that it makes sense for me is to use it as a magnifying glass that tells us where yeah. to look, right? And that gives yeah. us amazing insights and language for, for things that we might have intuitively known about ourselves, but that might, maybe we didn't feel like we had permission to explore. That was totally my experience, right? I always yeah. knew I was different. I mean, oh my God, <laughs> but there was, because I didn't have language for that and I didn't have that permission slip. There was also always the sense of, well, okay, guess it's up to me to find strategies to, to, to find ways to adapt and to blend in mm -hmm. and to keep up and to, to do things the way that it seems to be going really well for everyone else, even though every single fiber in me was like, ugh, that's like the last thing I want to do. <laughs> so there's usually, right, we can use that magnifying glass, but then there's, we'll find a lot of gunk and debris on the subconscious level that we need to clear um, on the way to actually living that. 
Yeah, there is so much to clear. But thank yeah. you so much for sharing this. And I see that we're um, close to our time. Oh but my I God. do want to ask <laughs> yeah. one, I don't know. Maybe I'll ask you like quickly about your uh, sure. design authority, yours, and how you use it to yeah. make your okay, best sure. decisions. <laughs> and then maybe we can talk like just a tiny bit about how you infuse astrology yeah. into your business. But like yeah. as short I'll as keep we can. Do. I'll keep it <laughs> short. That's okay. Self-projected. That's it. <laughs> so that means I make decisions by talking out loud, which is love it. Like no surprise there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that means you can talk to yourself and yes. um, out loud and just make those decisions. Then. Just by like based on like the frequency of my voice rather than okay. the actual content, which I love. Um, I mm. Similar to the sacral authority, I find it very gratifying because it's in the moment. So when I'm sitting on yeah. my desk and I'm like working on some business planning, some strategizing, um, I can make a decision in that moment by by feeling out the frequency of what I'm saying. Like, okay, wh- which way am I leaning towards? Um, but mm, this has that. taken a lot of work to to hone yeah. that. Yeah. Of course. So interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. For anyone who, is, who has the same authority. And then if we look at a little bit of your mm. um, astro, I know it was yes. a few yes. days ago. Um, <laughs> tell us. Yeah. So I'm a Scorpio sun, Scorpio rising, mm-hmm. which... Mm-hmm. Is not great news for my enemies. Oh my god! <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> that is like the most Scorpio thing to say ever. Um, okay, moving on. <laughs> I have a twelfth house it. sun, um, okay. which is literally the house of the subconscious. And then, of course, yeah, as right, perfect. Scorpio is like all about the underworld and like digging into what's hidden and unearthing yeah, all those. Oh too. my god! Like I'm literally exactly where I need to be. And then. Amazing. My my north node is in Pisces, which means I have a Virgo south node, and that is a work in progress. <laughs> As I think the it north node, is. yeah, it, yeah. It, it tends to be. Um, yeah, I feel very very comfortable in in the Virgo south node ter- territory. Give me the spreadsheets. <laughs> Give me all the spreadsheets. <laughs> Um, but yes. you know the way I look at it is that, um, and the way I've learned it from my astrologer is we don't like we're not being asked to fully renounce our south nodes right these are the skills no, exactly. that we've we've spent our last lifetime honing and mastering so we we get to still use that and as we move mm-hmm. on towards our our cosmic assignment in this lifetime and actually find you sarah you do this and embody this so beautifully with your capricorn north node and your your cancer south node this is actually oh, just thinking that the you. other day yeah <laughs> yeah it's been also it's definitely also a work in progress yeah. i feel but just like I think for me, it's been such a, a an eye opening moment yeah. when I well I kind of knew that, but then I was like, oh, but what does this mean? And yeah, like, oh, it means I can actually do what I want to do, and I can also let go of certain things that don't serve me and move forward exactly. the way that I'm meant to. And it's been actually, it's I I love it. So I love talking about North and South nodes, and as we can see with you and in your little well obviously it's not all of your chart because that would take us yeah. probably all day but um there's a lot of water 
Yeah. And there's also water heavy the for sure. earth and, and, and yeah. grounding element that you have and that you bring yes. with, you know, keeping things simple and down to earth. And I love that. And, you know, the other thing I was just thinking of, I mean, I'm obviously no astrologer, but I do, I do dabble heavily. <laughs> I've been working with my astrologer <laughs> for years. Um, but the other thing that's so interesting for, for business owners is to look at the astrology of your business. I think your yeah. podcast, or at least Heartspace, it was a Pisces, right? Pisces. Yeah. yeah. What about, oh, okay. Okay, so you just relaunched. And now Ignited Solpreneur. Do we have a last? Do we have a Libra on our hands? I think it was a Libra, yes. I think so. Yes. So right that is it's very different energy yeah but interesting I mean and then you'd look of course with it being a podcast you want to look at the Mercury and so on but I just For think sure. it's so interesting because we right everything that's kind of brought into this world has its own energy so it's not just yeah. our own but yeah of course but the energy of the business as its own entity and actually I recorded a video on, on how to pull your business chart this was like well over oh, a year ago interesting um, I sent it out in a newsletter. Link. Yeah, I'll have ah, to if see have if, if I can unearth it. It was a long time ago. <laughs> but um, I'll, I'll have to see if I can make it accessible because it's such a fun little thing that you can mm -hmm. do. Yeah. That's really fun as well. And definitely looking at the mercury of your business, but yourself, I think that uh, yeah. we mentioned it a little bit in the conversation. That's really helpful as well in how you communicate. Exactly. That's so amazing yes and i i will ask you do you want to share a little witch practice or ritual yes success we talked about that so if you want to share a little yes. something that Let you prepared that would be amazing good um i mean you're all about witchy rituals and oh my god which right one who will listen knows because i talk about this yes. i'm a bit of a sicilian witch um you know for me it's I was talking to my mom about this the other day because, <laughs> you know, um, I realized that these things are very like sort of en vogue in our circles, right. at least <laughs> right now. But for me, it was, um, this is how I was raised, right? Like this. Right. So it, this is another level. <laughs> I started, well, it's just, just little things that sometimes I don't even think of as like a witchy ritual. Mm. It's just something that we would always do or that I, that, that was part of my upbringing. Right. So I started reading the tarot when I was about six because my mom couldn't get a babysitter oh. for when she was going to her tarot course. Um, so the cards, right. I started, I tagged along, I started working with the cards and I've been doing that ever since. And it's just the most natural thing to me. So I think, wow. um, and then also just, choosing herbs or flowers or crystals um on the day that like carry properties that are relevant to me or to my business and to mm -hmm. what is going on at that moment in time um again it's just like an intuitive practice i was brought up with yeah. i remember being a kid and like whatever ailment or like whatever was going on and i oh my god i was dramatic af but i'd be like somebody bring me the rose quartz <laughs> And then I'd like lie in bed with like five pieces of rose quartz on my, yeah. Um, and like, oh, I would always I call like my Sicilian aunts and like my grandmother for like little potions, like whatever was going on. So I think just amazing. getting into the habit and finding 
um, either, yeah, like flowers or, or herbs for tea, right? You can just mix yourself mm -hmm. a little tea, look up herbs that really carry the properties of what you're looking for. That's such yeah. a beautiful way to infuse that into your life. And then I think another thing is to find a tool that helps you hone your own intuition. Um, so for me, as I said, I will often consult the cards. And um, actually just yesterday, I did a little, I like to take um, my business planning to like a restaurant, like take my business out on yeah, <laughs> to I lunch, <laughs> which also has the added benefit of like putting me in the space where I have some defined sacral energy in my auric field, which is nice. Um, and yeah. so the people at, at, I go to the same place uh, usually, and the people at the restaurant know me by now. And usually when I walk in, right, I bring all my stuff and they, as soon as I sit down, they will come over and like clear all the decorations and like the bouquets and stuff from my <laughs> table. Cause they're like, oh yeah, this girl is going to need space for her card spread. <laughs> oh, I which, love that. That's so which, beautiful. It's yeah. supportive. Yeah. <laughs> supported that way. Well, and, and tells you a little bit about like how I'm known in Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's really that like the two things, right? On one side of the table there's a spreadsheet and on the other side of the table there's a card there's spread. A card. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um so again, right? Sounds strategy. Yeah. But also using those little magical mystical tools and I think doing it in this way really makes um cosmic sense to me and actually yeah. I haven't shared this yet but I do I've been cooking up something really fun um because I've had a few people ask me to basically create like a witch school which I love <laughs> and I'm like I love that say no more no one, Sam no one else than than you oh my do god it was I'm like oh yeah I've got you <laughs> I'm gonna do this and but then of course because it is it will be a Nadia Gabriel production it's going to be like witchy and practical it's like Hogwarts business school of course. <laughs> um, so next month, I'm actually, well, I guess, depending on when the podcast comes out, um, but I'll, I'll be releasing we'll something. We'll try to make it soon. Should it be a well, Scorpio no. or should it be a Sagittarius? Um, it should be a Sag, actually, because it's coming out <laughs> okay. in December. Well, it's because it's a very deliberately timed, like witchy practical offering. And we're going right. deep on like an intuitive tool that I use for my business a lot. And I timed it um well it'll only be available for a very short amount of time like we're talking days not weeks because i i wow. designed it around the magic calendar and to coincide with a set of days mm, at the end of every year that, that are sounds like, so intriguing it's the best it's like at end of the year is such a potent yes. like um a period of time and there's like this portal of days that are so potent that really lend themselves to this work so that's when it's co coming out um, so if that's interesting to you, the, the best way to make sure you don't miss out, which I'd hate for you to miss out because it's going to be mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> yes. And um, so that should be in December sometime? It'll be in December. Exactly. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Sounds so very interesting. Get on the newsletter. So if, and, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I will put, I will put all the links. And so this brings me to the last question. Yeah. Where can we find you? But I will put all the links in the show notes. Yes. But you're at on Instagram and, right. and the newsletter is probably the best exactly the definitely if anything was interesting at all the newsletter is probably the place to be there may or may not be some witchy free surprises as well so you know um but then other than that it's my website nadiagabriel.com and Instagram it's underscore nadiagabriel um and if you're a projector you can head over to projectors invited and yes. yeah <laughs> that's that's it 
<laughs> so much good stuff. Thank you oh, so much, Nadia. Thank You're such you. a dream. I, I could just talk to you all day and we obviously Same. went over, but I really appreciate you and everything that you share and everything that you do and who you Likewise. are. And oh, thank you so much for this. Thank really. you. And thank you for having me on. It's like the projector dream. <laughs> we did yes. it, right? It's like the, the absolute correct way to, to do it. The invitation and then... <laughs> Um, it's, it's always so magical and, and I hope that this was fun and valuable to everyone listening and I'm sure it was inspired <laughs> and I'm just looking as a little side note I'm just looking at my uh, counter on garage band and it's 111 oh I love it was that 111. a little cosmic sign